Now, what do they say? Playlist. What's up next? A commercial about hemorrhoids. <laughs> what up, everybody? Mm-hmm. You already know it's your man, Pastor T. And it's your girl, First Lady T. In the house. On Clean Air Media. This is Live Out Loud. With the overts. As we loudly outlive. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. How's your week been? What's today? Monday? It just started. It's been eventful, to say the least. We dropped a video today. We did drop a video today. Recording an episode today. Recording an episode today. Recording a song later. Recording a song tonight. We just on it. It's like we've been busy. And I'm really proud of us. No procrastination. Not this year. Not this year. Heck, my wife, she dang done edited a whole video. Like twice. Yeah, the first one was kind of... But it was from a, right. it it was a different even, perspective. Yeah. It doesn't even matter, though. So work fun. work is getting done. Hopefully, y'all being productive, too. You know what I'm saying? And if not, it's not too late to start. You yeah, feel me? and I also heard there's a show on Clean Air Media called Maximize Your Monday. Maximize that M-O-N-D-A-Y. Maximize your Why Monday. Why I spelled it, I don't know, but that's just what happened. <laughs> just in case you forgot what Monday I mean, spelled like. Something like that. Well, we're going to jump right into the word. And this one, the word. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, of the day. Of the day. Hey. Sorry about that. Hey. It'll, it'll, we'll, we'll go there, though. What you got? What you got? <laughs> the word is desensitize. Desensitize. Yeah. Okay, time out. When All I right. heard the word desensitize, let me tell you what I used to think when I was a kid. All right. I used to watch Transformers. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the Transformers? Yes. Do you remember the theme song? Transformers, robots in disguise. Yeah, okay, so when I was a kid, <laughs> I thought it said robots synthesize. I literally thought it said robots synthesize. All right. I heard desensitize and it rhymed with synthesize and it just brought me it back. It could to work. I really would like to see robots synthesize. I mean, they I, do the Transformers, that's what they're. <laughs> I'm talking about playing a synthesizer. Like, I want to see some robots well. <laughs> rock out. <laughs> It would be pretty cool. I think that would have been a better show. Matter of fact, we just seen it. Uh, what's we call it? What that one? That one movie we was watching like five days ago. Oh my gosh! But we didn't finish it because we had already seen it. He had the robot. He was playing the. uh, You talking about Johnny Five? No, Short Circuit. Yeah, his name is Johnny Five. The robot playing one. Yeah. Oh. His name, like the robot. Right, the robot's name was Johnny Mm -hmm. Five, Mm -hmm. who played the piano, not the other one. Oh, I really don't know. Now you're confused. See? There we I, go. I know the movie, though. Desensitized. You weren't even born when that movie came out. I wasn't. Out. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but the word desensitize in psychology, desensitization is defined as diminished emotional responsiveness to a negative, aversive, or positive stimulus after repeated exposure to it. So, after repeated exposure. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what's happening right now in... Well, you got to give me that definition one more time. Okay. There's too many fancy words for me. 
Basically, in psychology, desensitization is the diminished, meaning lowering the down, less, emotional yeah. responsiveness. Okay, yeah. Something that would make you react mm-hmm. to a negative, aversive, or positive. Mm-hmm. So really... Works both ways. Yeah, yeah. just kind of like, you know, in life, you know, too much of anything can be bad, even mm-hmm. if it's good. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But what I'm speaking of specifically is negative. Okay. Well... Yeah, depends on the point of yeah. depends on the perspective of you know. I think we'll end up playing on both sides of it. Yeah. So, so what I'm what I, what came in my mind was really like think about like I saw a Hallmark Hallmark commercial. Okay, Hallmark. I mean, it's cheesy cards. Right. But I, you know, everybody has to get up on their branding and everybody has to jump up on this, you know, like social media and be, um, uh, you know, branding is a thing now because like it's not enough to just have a name. Right. Hallmark. Hallmark used to be the like you knew what Hallmark was, mm-hmm. but there's so many competitors now in every area that branding is a lot. Branding means stuff. You know, I mean, we just saw that right, the other yeah. day. What, what was the thing with the Coke and Pepsi, right? Branding versus business. Right. You know, so like you see a lot of commercials and a lot of products for Coke all the time, all the time. You would think they're killing it, right? But Pepsi is killing them by a landslide. Maybe that's why you see so much of them because they're trying to catch up. They but see, it. and but see to the eye, to us, mm-hmm. the dummy, we're desensitized in a sense. We we see, to a positive thing. Coke is always in our face. Okay, Coke is like the the better one because mm-hmm. we always you only see maybe one or two commercials of Pepsi a year. Yeah, maybe during a Super Bowl or whatever. It's got to be like a special thing. Right. I've only really seen a few that I can re- recall, but they're killing them on the in the numbers game. Mm-hmm. So. By social media standards, by television advertising, you would think that they're killing it. But in reality, that's kind of us being blinded. But Sheesh. but then you take that another another step further. Like the, the Hallmark commercial was all these people giving cards, somebody to their grandmother, da, 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 you know, like I'm proposing to my wife or I'm giving it to a sick kid. But then there was a quick flash of a man proposing to a man on the beach with a Hallmark card. Hmm. And it almost happened so fast that it was kind of like, wait, what? Did I just see that? Right, right. And then you think about, like, Disney and all the parents, not even the kids, the parents who turned up over that movie, Frozen. Yeah. And they wanted, whatever the character is, I don't even know what it is. They wanted the character to, like, their kids to be able to fully relate to the their favorite character. They needed, or they were asking Disney, demanding almost, that this female character have a female love interest in a Disney cartoon. It's crazy. We're being desensitized to these things, to language, to degrading of women, to sex at a young age, to, you know, alternative lifestyles, Mm -hmm. to abortion. At, At some point when abortion came out, when that became a thing, what, 46 years ago, it was probably like, whoa, this is really controversial. Right. Da, da, da. But it was also a very exclusive thing. They they probably geared it towards, I'm using air quotes, medical, real medical emergencies. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, mean? I can't determine. I don't know if they really used it for that. Right. I'm sure there were some events where you know somebody is going to die if this doesn't happen. Yeah. Which to <clears throat> me, that's not an abortion. That is a DNC. It's a removal, like a surgical removal. It's a different. You know, yeah. same procedure, but different different um, context or connotation, whatever the word is. But 
since abortion has been a thing now for 46 years, and it's just a thing that we both know, you can just get 350 bucks and go do it. Nobody has to know. Your mom don't have to know. Yeah. Y'all, bro, let me, go sell it. let me go sell some weed real quick. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's just what we do. It's desensitized. Kids think, I say kids, but people, you know, let me go, let me go bust out a couple shifts at Taco Bell real quick, and I can pay for this girl's abortion. So her parents don't find out, and so my parents don't find out. And so I don't have to be a parent at 16 yeah. or 18 or whatever. We're desensitized to it. Oh, it comes down to a dollar amount. It's not like, it's like, oh, hey, I'm pregnant. Okay, what you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Like, well, I need you to pay for it. Oh, 350 We're not even talking about the baby anymore. Right. We're talking about the cost. Mm. We, we're not even talking about, the are you okay with killing this baby? Right. I'm, I want to kill this baby. No, we're talking about, hey, how are you going to get the money? Right. We're not, the, the whole entire main part of the story of that conversation is gone. And that's what we do still to this day. And now with them passing this new law and saying that you can have an abortion up to the day of its actual des- dedicated birth date. Mm. Okay, so... What could cause you to need an abortion up to the day of? Assault. Um, some kind of rare condition that pops out of nowhere. I mean, but even if that was the case, like... <clears throat> I feel like it would have popped up. It, it would happen. Not an assault, you, you though. You wouldn't have to have... You know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 abortion. the abortion. You would like have if, to have a DNC or a removal. A, a real complication mm-hmm. like that. Like mm-hmm. it would be a medically a, necessary. A, a, exactly. Yeah. And it's like for the people, you know what I'm saying, who even push for it, it's just wild because the biggest argument really was, you know what I'm saying, that Is it even a baby? Like like is the fetus, you know what I'm saying? It's just a fetus. It's really not Boy, girl, anything. But now you're nine months. Right. So, like, where does that... (laughs) When did it shift from a fetus to a baby? Right. So, I mean, how do you you end up there? Like, what's your justification for it? Because, see, you know, most women, up on the the day up to the delivery, they've already got a room made, name picked out. You have literally felt that baby do a whole entire gymnastic Mm -hmm. routine in your stomach. You're telling me that's not a baby? You're cool with it. Now, I, I just read about it, and it says that it doesn't allow, that the, the new act does not cover termination of a normal pregnancy. But come on. The thing is allowed. Right. It's, you it's, just open the door. You open the door. That's no different than the whole gun thing. It's like, you know, guns don't kill people. People do. Mm-hmm. But if just any old body can get a gun without any real, like, you know, yeah. um, psychological, I don't know, whatever they need to do to try to keep guns out of the hands of crazy people. How can, how can a person who's been diagnosed with this, that, and the other, some kind of mental condition, actually be able to go get a gun? That person probably shouldn't be allowed to. They probably can't even really, shouldn't even really have a knife right. in their house. But, but I'm bringing it back to the abortion is that you've already said it's allowed. So now there's just one little fine line you're toggling between we're not allowing it for normal pregnancies. Okay, don't you know that people are going to be like, Ugh, I'm, they're going to fake illnesses. They'll pay somebody to kick them in the stomach. Whatever they got. Trust me. I figured out too, really, at the end of the day, it's, it's just about money. 
It's money. It's like it's gonna be so costly. No, I mean, but for the people who couldn't get up enough money in time before, but the, it's gonna be more costly well, to course. have it at that time because it's a removal of an entire person, like yeah. a full body. Yeah, but you can't just suck that up in a vacuum tube. Let us give you the time because somebody could all the way up to that point not want to go through with it, just not be able to have the means. You know what I'm saying to make yeah. that happen. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and give you up until the day of because you Dang. don't really want to keep it anyway. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you got to do to get your little money together, when you're ready, here we are. You can come and do this legally. You know? It's just like when they introduce drugs to the Because I mean, you got to think hood. about it. People were probably, you know what I'm saying, going off the books. You know Getting them mean? off a group on. Right, black market <laughs> doctors, all that underground mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People dying. You know what I mean? And people know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so why not? Just like drugs. Like drugs, if we, if right. We get, if we can get paid for it, then why not do it? Yeah, the thing is, just like like you said, with drugs, it's once you say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We need to, we need to, we need to capitalize on this because, one, okay, there's been a lot of babies born and thrown in a gutter. Hmm. Born, but yep. thrown in a gutter, yep. which is still murder. Yep. But, you know, hearing that one doctor say there is literally no medical condition hmm. that would require the act, no, medical condition, the act of aborting a baby. No, you just deliver it. And you keep it in a safe place until it's able to do or whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, babies have been born at 20-something weeks and kept in a— Survived. Yeah. yeah, and kept in a safe environment. Um, I've even I've even heard of weird stuff like they, they have like these, um, you know, science. They have like these, essentially a fake womb mm-hmm. that they can put a baby in. Yep. To recreate the process that it still needs to be in. Do you know what I mean? Now, yeah. that's it's creepy, but that's awesome. It's creepy. <laughs> it's and creepy, It's right? creepy, but it's awesome. It's better than just saying, just kill it. Yeah. So, if they can do that at 20 weeks when a baby is literally like, you know, inches long and still completely dependent upon its mother's system, how can it... I don't even know how long you're pregnant. I've been pregnant three times. I've been pregnant four times, actually. I really don't even know how long you're pregnant. It just feels like forever. Yeah. So once forever comes, I mean, I don't understand. Now, you know, we saw that video earlier where that lady, uh, and I'm pretty sure this is going to happen a lot. They had her and their husband had that sign that says, don't abort your baby, we will adopt it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, hey, let's say that you're not necessarily completely on board with abortion, but it's definitely something that is still on the table. Okay. And let's say you get up there to the day of birth and you decide, eh, I don't want to do this. And so you're willing to kill it. How about, I mean, what kind of thing can we do? Well, see, this is population control. It goes much deeper. Hmm. Well. It goes much deeper. Yeah. What did I tell you the other day? I said, um, they can't, oh, I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> what? Well, it's, uh, it's in my mind. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you can agree with me or you can not agree with me. This is, this is me and my husband's show, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> like, the way that the hood 
the ghetto is set up is really for us to kill each other. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. You think about it started with the Crips and the Bloods, was created by the Panthers as a positive thing. But then the whole, if you really pay attention to like the history of the Crips and the Bloods and where the government kind of sectioned them off, mm-hmm. it's it, it, they sectioned them off in the, and said, you got to stay in this area, you got to stay in this area. They confined them and they kind of made it to, you can't afford anything outside of this square. So you guys just stay here. And then what happens is, because we're people, well, we've already created a gang, whether it was meant for a good thing or a bad thing. So now we're just fighting each other. The, the cops don't even have to do anything to it. We will kill ourselves. The cops don't have to kill us. Pretty much. If they just leave us to ourselves long enough, we're so ignorant, we won't come together. We won't unify and we won't go back to those, the, the community type, you know, the, the, the village type uh, of way of living. You know what I mean? So in my mind, what I said the other day, I don't know how true this is. It's just what I feel. We're not killing ourselves fast enough. <laughs> People are not killing themselves off fast enough. So, you know, just like when they introduce drugs to the hood, we're going to help you get there. Yep. Who do you really think is really going to jump on board with this abortion thing? A lot of people, but really, who do you think is going to take most advantage of it? Mm-hmm. Who can't afford to have a baby? Pretty much. <clears throat> you I mean, can afford even, the cost of the abortion, because that cost of that one-time event is still cheaper than a lifetime of raising a kid. I mean, even up to now, <laughs> I mean, where are the majority of the Abortion clinics. And the Planned Parenthoods. In the hood. At least accessible. They're on a bus line. I guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. Every one of them. None of them are in a remote area. Buckhead, Plano, McKinney. um, Name whatever fancy town in your state is. They're not usually right there. You usually got to go a little bit across the tracks. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that it's exclusive to them areas, but... Just pay attention to it. We do make up the majority. Well, we, we fall for it. Because we don't have anybody, one, we don't know, we, we just don't know options. I, I personally cannot imagine having a baby in my stomach for that long and then just wiping it out and being like, hey, well, here's what they don't let's say. go to Six Flags. They don't tell you about the after effects, the psychological damage oh, yeah. that it does. Oh, yeah. The emotional oh, damage yeah. that it does. Because that's real. I'll tell y'all, I had a situation. I was three and a half months pregnant. In 2003, and I was assaulted by an ex, a crazy ex, who knew I was pregnant. I mean, I, I was I was pregnant. I was you could see my stomach, and he assaulted me so bad um, that when I went to the hospital, the doctor actually told me, um, "You're probably going to lose this baby. The baby will not make it. You need to get this baby removed." And that sounded terrifying to me. What? I mean, I mean, I took the doctor's word for it. But I still, to this day, question, was that real? My husband knows. I talk about it often. Yep. Was that baby dying? Could it have lived? And maybe it had a birth defect? But I had to go get this baby removed. And I'll tell you what happened to me, Planned Parenthood. I'm going to put y'all out there. I went to that clinic to have that procedure done 
And the doctor punctured my inside, my, mm. my intestine, my colon, and my uterus, and didn't even take the baby out. All that was done without even removing anything. Right. Just stuck the utensil in there and punctured everything. I was bleeding to death internally, ended up on life support. I turned green. I died a couple times. I mean, I was on feeding tubes. I was on breathing tubes. I had to be tied to my bed because I was waking up. I had needles in my neck. I'm trying to get up out the hospital. I had no idea what happened to me. It happened so fast. I, I mean, it just hurts my stomach. Like, it physically makes me feel pain when I hear the word abortion, when I see a clinic. Driving by a clinic, especially the clinic I went to, it just, it, it like... It does something to me. And, you know, I, talking about the word desensitize, I'll, I'll tell you something. The day that I went to have the procedure done, I was terrified to be in that place. Mm-hmm. I knew what that place was, and I knew what they stood for. And it just, uh, it gives you the heebie-jeebies. I didn't know until afterwards that the woman who designed Planned Parenthood was, what, the wife of Hitler. <laughs> Go figure. I mean, she is the she's the she's behind it all. They were trying to get rid. The whole purpose for it was to rid babies that were not perfect. They wanted white babies with blue hair. I mean, blue eyes and blonde. Hair, you know, they wanted to keep that perfect thing. So anything that was, <laughs> we gotta get rid of it. This was a this was a population control facility. Always it's exactly was. what it is still. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, back to the day I was there. They 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 give you a pill. That numbs your cervix before you start, so that you know, because you're awake, which is which is already weird. I mean, I guess it's not a put you to sleep kind of thing, but for me, yeah, I don't know. But I'm sitting there and I'm folded over, just kind of like waiting for death. It, it just was a creepy, creepy feeling. And there was a young black girl. They they moved me from the the general population lobby to like a private lobby where it was like a the lights were dimmed. You know, there's a little lamp in the corner. It was peaceful music, like almost like a like a serene, like you could do yoga or something in there. It was very, it was a very different feel. And I guess that's to keep you, I don't know, calm. It was, it was very weird. But I'm in there with this girl. She kicks off her shoes. The girl looked like she was maybe 17. Um, and I was in my mid twenties, um, but she kicked off her flip flops. She popped one foot up on the seat and kind of sat there with one foot dangling. I, I literally can see her in my head right now. She grabbed a magazine from the side table. And as she's turning pages, she's chewing her gum. I mean, popping it. Mm. Right? I'm sitting here looking at her like, okay, okay. One, this is supposed to be a serene. You're ruining the whole entire thing. Why are you comfortable enough to kick your shoes off? Why are you popping your gum like that? Why are you reading a magazine? Like, that's really what this room is for. And she looked at me, because I'm looking at her, like, what are you doing? She's looking at me like, is this your first time here? I said, uh, yeah. She goes, girl, I've been here seven times. They cool people. She was probably 17 years old and had been to Planned Parenthood seven times. That facility. I don't know. I don't know how many other situations she had. But desensitized. Yeah. Oh, as long, like I said, as long as you can get the money together, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. They'll help me clean up my mistake. Yeah. That's wild. 
And even to hit back on, you know, like we said earlier, like, Mm -hmm. a third, like, trimester, like, abortion, right? (laughs) Like, there has to be, like, if there's something that serious where it's necessary, the doctor will tell you, you know what I'm saying? Right, like my doctor. You were three months. Like, look. This has to This is really looking like Mm -hmm. this needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, there shouldn't, I don't know, it's just... It's just uh, like I said. The only thing I can possibly imagine coming out of the blue is that you're fully pregnant and you get assaulted walking out of Walmart, and you land on your stomach, get kicked in your stomach. You know, something dramatic like mm-hmm. that is the only thing in my mind that I can see. But that's not a medical condition. That's uh-huh. something. That's a. That's something that happened. Something that has to be fixed. Yeah. I'm not saying kill it, but I'm saying it's something that has to be addressed yeah. in some way. Yeah. But medical condition, I don't. I don't understand that because. You can have gestational diabetes, okay? Which, you know what that is? No. It's diabetes when you're pregnant. Okay. It's, it's Some people don't have diabetes at all, but they get it when they're pregnant. My cousin is that way. Every time she gets pregnant, she has diabetes, which she has to control her diet because the baby can get diabetes. Mm-hmm. So in a situation like that, it's like, all right, they treat you different. They monitor when you have a medical condition— they watch you different. They'll get that baby out sooner. Remember the the lady we knew? Yep. They had the same brain condition I have, the mm-hmm. Chiari malformation. Yep. It was a constant monitoring of a situation. Mm-hmm. It was a constant bed rest. It was, we will take these babies out if we have to early mm-hmm. to keep them safe and alive. Right. But we're so just desensitized to the value of life. Yeah, really, that's what it is. The value of life. Yeah. I was just over here thinking, like, really, how? What is it? How does the desensitization or something like that happen? Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's really not a big. You don't see it in movies a lot. Mm-mm. It's really not TV nope. shows. It's, it's Lifetime Movie Network type stuff, right? but barely that. It's not in the music like that. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Yet we somehow ended up to a place where life just isn't valued. Mm-mm. Which in turn goes back to the music. It's not. It may not be abortion mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. but life isn't valued in music. Nope. Mainstream. You know what I'm saying. Nope. I mean, everything on TV nowadays pushing some agenda here, something there. Yep. The whole family structure is under attack. So I mean, if the family's falling apart, what's the point of bringing a baby into a family that's dysfunctional anyway? Or a world, as they say, I'm not bringing my baby into this world. Right, these crazy people and wars and this, that, and the other. And we can say the same for the movies. The movies and mm-hmm. TVs follow the same trend. Mm-hmm. But I bet you, I mean, and you heard it here first. I mean, I give it a few years before stuff like that is more publicly like mm-hmm. recognized. TV shows, you know, oh what yeah, I'm they'll saying? have movies. abortions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's been done somewhere before, but... But it's... I mean, every, Well, now it will be. <clears throat> right. Because, I mean, every every show nowadays, you know what I mean, has at least, you know what I mean, one gay couple in it. You know what I'm saying? Another gay person. You know what I'm saying? Another yep. another house that the dynamic is out of whack in. The woman's on top. The male is just a illiterate, dumb yes, person yep. who doesn't know what he's doing. Yep. Kids rebelling, everything. Kids run the house. Talk to the you father like saying? he ain't nothing. Like, Drugs, everything is accepted. And that's everything they, is accepted. That's how they do it. That's the agenda. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, I mean, think about it. Like the stuff that's on TV nowadays, you wouldn't have seen five five years ago. It would have been unheard oh, of. Oh gosh! Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and you look back and you can just see the gradual progression to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. It's the same with sin. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You wake up one day like, how did I get here? Desensitized. A little compromise here. A little more there. Nobody that, got hurt. Nobody right. even knows. I'm desensitizing next, myself. Right. Next thing you know, yeah. you look around and it's like, oh my gosh. Whoa, whoa, I'm deep in this thing. Man. And that's the thing, you know. It's like, okay, so let's say you struggle with, let's say you struggle with the idea of homosexuality. Well, you're struggling with that alone inside your own self, in your own mind, in your own heart. That is your thing that maybe nobody even knows about. But then, you know, you turn on TV and there's a comforting couple on a regular show that, by the way, tons of Christians watch and love. You watch this show and you're like, but look, you know, it worked out. Like people accept it. And then you turn on another show, and there it is again. Then you turn on a movie, there it is again. Then it's in a Hallmark commercial, there mm. it is again. And then before you know it, they'll be it'll be advertised on I don't know candy bars in the store. Sure I mean, just, yeah, you know what I mean. It's going to be everywhere. Eventually, you're going to be the weirdo for not coming out of the closet. Right. If you don't come out of the closet, something's wrong with you. Right. And that's that's how it's set up right now. Mm. Is that it's okay to do. Whatever you want to do, mm. that is what I mean. Oprah, all these people who are in like high positions on heavy platforms push this kind of thing. Yeah. Just do you. It's okay. At the end Just of the day, be look, who you the end, are. They'll be lovers of selves. Yeah, lovers of pleasure. And that's the thing. And we just desensitize ourselves. So then we start only following people who support that thing that we're struggling with. <laughs> that way. You're surrounding yourself with yes men. Yeah. Then you remove yourself from church because you know that you can't really go to church and fit in. Not now. I mean the church. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, the church. <laughs> That's true. You're more oh. than welcome. Look. Oh gosh. When we when we start a church, right? And if you struggle, or even if you're in it, you are more than welcome to come. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna call it like it is. If you're uncomfortable with it. You don't got to stay, but we'll hope that you'll change. We'll love you all the way through it. We'll hold your hand all you the way, all the way. Look, we'll come kick it with you. We'll go to the basketball game. You feel me? Yeah. We'll go We'll go to the movies with you, double date, whatever. We don't care. Look. Come as you are. But you, you cannot be, we, we cannot, we would not be doing our God any justice if we just let you stay there without... You know, just calling it what it is. Calling it what it is, and and even if you decide that you didn't want to know, you no longer want to be associated with our church and even us. I mean, still, we're there. The phone is there. Yep. We're, we're the door is still open. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to change. And it's nothing against you as a person. Love you as a person. Love you. That, as that's a the person. thing that people really get confused, man. It's, it's like, either one. It's like all in or nothing. It's like I mean, it's like you as a person is fine. It's it's the thing that you're choosing that we have an issue with. And the only reason I have an issue with it is because where it's going to land you for eternity. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like if it wasn't gonna, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. If it wasn't clearly against the Bible, I mean. You know. And hey, there's grace for that. You know what I'm saying? There is. And even more so, God loves you right where you at. I mean, like, literally, like, right where you at. In that homosexual relationship. It don't even matter. In that whatever, fill in the blank. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't even matter. But as much as he loves you, he hates that thing that goes against what he stands for. You see what I'm saying? And hating the thing that 
goes against what we stand for does not reflect hate on you as a person. No. You see? And that's how, oh, it's hate speech and y'all just don't, you know what I mean? Y'all know how it gets misconstrued. Yeah, hate crimes and all this. But it's it's nothing like that. Like, as a person, like, I love we, everybody. There ain't nobody that. We have some friends that have some very questionable lifestyles. Right. And I, we got, love I, them. I, have, I have gay family members. I do too. You know what I'm saying? Full blown married. Ain't nothing. I don't hate <laughs> my cousins. You nope, know what I'm saying? Not at all. Uncles. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. Not at all. But we're just not allowing ourselves to be desensitized by the thing that we just know outright is sin. And that's it. Because how could, how could I love you or claim to love you and claim to love God hmm. and not confront it? It doesn't mean that I'm all in your face. You're going to remind you every, every day time. Like, that nah. you're a sinner. No. You see, that's what people take it overboard at. You know what I'm saying? Some, some are won over, you know what I mean, by fear and others are won over by love. You know what I'm saying? There's an even balance to it. Some respond to that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Others, you'll drive them away. You got to be, you know what I mean, spiritually discerning enough to see how it is you need to handle somebody. And you can't also point a finger at somebody's face every day and say, you're you're gay, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Well, they could turn around and say, well, right. you're addicted to porn. There we go. You're, you're an alcoholic. There's you're an abuser. Right back around and point at You see what I'm they, saying? Because people know your struggles, even if you think they don't. You just got to love people, man. That's what it's about. But you see, we yeah. got we got a messed up view of what love is. Oh, everybody thinks love is just acceptance of whatever, however, yeah. whenever. Whatever you want to do is cool. And that's not love. It's not. So we're just challenging you to not be desensitized. Don't let media, the world, your friends, whatever, Facebook, I don't know, whatever. Don't let, just don't let it desensitize you. Be aware. Be aware. Open your eyes. You don't even have to be a Christian to, you know, I know lots of people who aren't Christian who have problems with certain lifestyles and things. Just watch in our everyday stuff that we are taking in, because, you know, we're supposed to be guarding our gates, our eyes, our our ears, our mouth. We're supposed to be guarding that. So what are you taking in every day? What are you allowing to be okay in your world and in your house? Yeah, yeah. Because I was going <clears> to, <throat> I'm glad you gave me that because I was going to go somewhere, you know, a little deep for this next explanation, but you gave me one that's more relatable. So, you know, even if you already been desensitized or if you are desensitized, you see what I'm saying? You can get your sensitivity back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had an example, but the one that you just gave me mm-hmm. from talking, I forget where it came from, but, you know, uh, I know my mom and everybody in a bunch of churches and them are coming off of fasts right now. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so... If you abstain from mm-hmm. the thing that's desensitizing you for a while, yeah. it's like coming back and having that that first bite of food. You know, after after like, a fast, that first bite of yep. food, you actually like, wow, my taste buds are alive again. I understand this on another right. level. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so removing yourself from that, the next time that something comes up, it's like, oh, like that didn't used to sting like that before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't used to make me uncomfortable like that. Mm-hmm. You see, you can get that back. It's possible. Oh, you just brought me somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, back in, uh, what, what, last year, summertime or something? No, yeah, last year I think it was. I um, was on the job, and I we initially thought I tore my Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. But it turned out not to be the Achilles tendon. It turned out to be that I ripped the nerve around the Achilles tendon, Sheesh. which was... 
a psychotic pain. I don't even understand. But so I wasn't able to walk on my foot. I had to have a boot, and it was a whole thing. I had crutches, and it was just ridiculous. You don't realize how much you need a foot, an mm-hmm. ankle, you know, until you lose it. Yeah. But thankfully, you know, <laughs> I didn't need surgery or anything like that. But what they had to do because I was having these incredibly painful, and I still get them occasionally because I didn't complete the training, but um, I was getting these incredibly painful, uh, burning, sharp needle-type pains shooting up my foot all the way up to the back of my leg. And I was getting these pains shooting all the way up to the back of my leg. And I mean, it was on fire. It would wake me up out of my sleep. And when I went to the therapist, they said, what you have to do is desensitize your foot. I had to retrain my foot to feel the proper pain that went with Hmm. that action. So, for instance, just simply touching, I mean, lightly grazing my foot on the floor would send me into like a a fit. I mean, it would burn. It It was painful. It was sharp. It felt like somebody was cutting my Achilles tendon with scissors. So, in order to bring my foot's sensitivity level down a little bit, I had to reintroduce things on a, on a baby level. I had to like put my foot in rice and I had to play with this little ball with my toes. I had to do all these weird things to basically re reteach my foot how to properly feel so that it could do its job. And that's what we need to do in, in the body, really, like in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We need to, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, my senses are all wrong. I'm feeling things in places I shouldn't be feeling things, and I'm not feeling things where I should be feeling things. I need to get my senses back on track. I need to put my feet in rice and, you know, put my feet on solid ground. There we go. Do you know what I mean? I need to put my feet on solid ground so I can know how to properly stand. Mm. And, and then I need to learn how to walk in the spirit so that I can understand, so, so my body can know, uh, have the strength to stand up and walk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, there, that's kind of where it took me was that, you just you you have this you have this body and we are to protect uh the things that we are moved by the things that we are the things that we accept our minds our hearts we have to this is it like we have to guard this so we need to we need to uh, in a sense desensitize from the <laughs> desensitization like mm-hmm. desensitize from the thing that's exactly that you know what i mean we need yeah. to bring it back yeah. and retrain and the only thing that can retrain your senses like that it's the Word of God, man. Relationship with God. It's that Bible. You got to get mm-hmm. in. You got to read it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't no Seek other to way understand it. to reprogram and rewire our senses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you don't get the blueprint and figure out how to work work it all. That's what I believe. That's what I know to be true. Yeah, so. You can hold me to it. Try it out. Sincerely. If you, if you sincerely try it out. Yeah. That's all I ask. You know what I'm saying? Look, this wasn't meant to be an offensive show, but at the same time, the Word of God is offensive. I mean, and if you're offended, then we love you. Yeah, write us. Call us. We'd love to talk to you. Um, but yeah, that was my word, and I, I think that was a good uh, good conversation. It works for me. Cool. We praise hot tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that we have... Um, with whoever, whoever's listening, with each other, with ourselves, God, with you. We just, we just thank you for uh, the ability to 
um, freely discuss something like this, God, and we know that at, at any time, <laughs> this could be illegal, talking about you on the airwaves and, and sharing, sharing, just sharing you, God, your grace, your mercy, your love with, with people. And uh, we're just so grateful to, to have this platform. We're grateful for anybody who listens. Um, we're, we're thankful for the opportunity to uh, just just be in this position. And um, thank you for showing me and giving me a word, my husband, a word in even the little mundane things in life for, for, let, for making yourself present. I thank you for the Holy Spirit in, in uh, just being a, a conduit between my ignorance and your awesomeness. And um, I just, we just love you, God. And I, and I just ask that um, right now, you just comfort anybody who's had an abortion this specifically on my heart right now. God, I just ask that you comfort anybody who's had an abortion, anybody who's about to have an abortion. Just comfort them, God, and cover them, keep them safe. Um, but let them know that there's other options. Let them know that every life is valuable, every life is cherished, and every life is on purpose. And uh, just just for somebody who's about to go through it, set them up, God, set them up in, in a way that they will know it's from you, that they won't have to have that abortion Um Either you take the baby naturally or you set them up with somebody who can take the baby who will love it. God, I, I don't know, but that's just on my heart right now. And I just, uh, I thank you for forgiving me. <laughs> Whether mine was really needed or not, I, I don't know. Only you know, but God, you know, you know my heart and um, you know my intentions, what my intentions were and what they weren't. And uh, just uh, Thank you again for your forever forgiveness, your forever grace, your forever mercy, and your forever love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Done? Down. <laughs>